Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds, markets for the NBA, the NHL, college basketball, obviously the PGA Tour. Number one sportsbook, easy to use, safe and secure. Get your winnings fast. That's a key in under two hours. How do you beat that? It's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game, make it a little parlay. If you are new... Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, John Middlecoff? Little go low pod. Back at it midweek. Hopefully everything's going well. Uh, You know, we're just... We got a lot going on, right? The NFL drafts in a couple weeks. The PGA Championship is less than a month away if you're listening to this on Wednesday. So we're just, and then the U.S. Open's a month away, and then the Open's a month away. It's kind of major season, kind of gets rolling. This week, a little bit of a dud just because it's different. The Zurich, you know, it's a team event. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not a huge event. Let's <laughs> just call a spade a spade. Talk to Jason Sobel a little bit later about gambling on that event. We also touched on Spieth in last weekend and also Phil Tiger entering the uh, the U.S. Open officially. At least, you know, logistically putting their name in. Who knows what that actually means? I, I get his take on it. I'll have some thoughts on Jordan Spieth. Uh, just some other news and notes. The match will not include Phil or Tiger, but it will include Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. Um, also something on the, uh, John Daly and his son, John Daly Jr. But other than that, at Golopod, at Golopod is the Instagram. If you want to get a question answered here on the show, just go to at Golopod, Instagram, easiest way to connect with me in terms of golf. Uh, I I actually think, you know, this isn't, I'm not going to talk much about my golf game because that's a little bit like people on podcasts or radio talking about their fantasy football team. Like, I don't really think you care, but I think I might've figured something out. And it could be a dangerous, dangerous summer if uh, if I am correct and I actually figured that out. Um, yeah, so at Golopod, slide into those DMs. Well, I was pretty locked in last weekend to uh, to Hilton Head. And uh, it's an awesome tournament. It's fun to watch on television. It's hard not to watch that and want to play 
to go to South Carolina and play that golf course, which it's a public course. It's you can get on. Uh, I, I aspire. I mean, I will one day. I've actually never been to South Carolina, but it's hard to watch that tournament and not go. I want to play that. Now, it clearly, some of the aerial shots, you're like, yeah, this place a little tighter than you think. Uh, but it looks like a very, very fun place to play golf. And I was kicking myself because we talked about last week something that I, I tell Sobel this. Something happened with my debit card. There were like some weird transactions, but it wasn't like people trying to steal thousands of dollars. It was like eighteen dollars at like a Dairy Queen or something. And Wells Fargo reached out to me, and then I had to call, and I was like, I don't really want to cancel my card. Are we sure? And the guy recommended it, so I canceled my card. So I didn't have the ability to put any shackles into my ability to gamble on the golf tournament last week. And if you know, if you listened, I like Shane Lowry, and I like Harold Varner. And then they're both in the final group. Even though I had a buddy, Aaron Warshawski, big gambler who we went to college with, text me on Saturday night. He's like, you can get Harold Varner right now, five to one, or Shane Lowry, you know, four to one. The problem was, I like Cantley. I'm like, you know, I, I, Cantley was one shot back. I would bet on him, and ultimately, he ended up in the playoff. But the guy we did not see coming was Jordan Spieth, and Jordan is has had one of the most historic starts to his golf career in the history of the sport. Right? He's on the short list of Tiger, Rory. I mean, rattling off majors before you're 25, and not just a major, but several majors, puts you in a different category. Now he's got 13 wins. He's obviously worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but he's worth so much to golf. Because I actually think his most relatable quality is you can watch him play golf and go, I could do that. Because he'll pump it in the trees, or he'll three-putt from a foot right? Like literally have a tap in and miss it, which he did on Saturday. And he's done several times. I think he did it a couple weeks ago at the Valero. Like that is something that he consistently does. His golf game is very human. Like most of us have ups and downs. We can have a birdie and then we can have a double bogey. We can pump one out of bounds. We can knock one 10 feet. That, that his, his golf game is just There's a human element to this. And I've been saying for a long time, to me, his comp is Phil Mickelson. Now, Phil, their games are different. Phil had much more power. Uh, Phil was more physically gifted. But in terms of like their relatability comes from their ability to do the crazy shit from like behind a tree or look at their caddy and be like, yeah, hand me the three wood. And the caddy's telling him, lay up with a seven iron. And he goes, hand me the big dog. I mean, there's a famous viral video of Jordan years ago at Augusta when Michael Greller, his caddy, goes, man, I think you should do this. And it was laying up at hole 13. And Jordan looks at him, he goes, what would Arnold do? Maybe he said, what would Arnie do? And Arnold's famous story is when he was investing in the Golf Channel and his lawyers and accountants, because they're always going to lean, be conservative, told him, do not do this. And he said to all of them, If I hadn't hit it through a few trees, none of us would be doing any of this. Listen, you got to have balls. You got to have stones to win it big in life. And Jordan, from a golf standpoint, like Phil, is unafraid to fail. Because most of us, how often when you're playing golf, do you go, I don't really want to lay up here. And you go for it. Now, we're not playing PGA tournaments. Even if we're playing a money game, it's probably not that much money. So if you hit it in the water, oh well. But that's how most of us play golf. A lot of the conservative guys on the PGA Tour, their style of golf is not that relatable. And he is just a roller coaster. Like the human element of him, listen, we're always going to relate in sports to guys that experience high highs and experience low lows. Part of Tiger's career, right, that really has resonated with human beings, even though he's not a very relatable guy, given his wealth, given his fame, given his accomplishments, is he's had some crazy shit happen in life. He's gotten car accidents. He's gotten bad divorce. He, he just has things that uh, there's not one person listening right now that doesn't know someone that hasn't gone through a divorce. There's probably not one person listening, self-inflicted or not, that doesn't know someone that's been in a car accident. Like These are very human elements, and it makes you relate to the other person. And Phil Mickelson and Jordan Spieth, like ultimately Phil up until right now, like has kind of just always been on top. Now he struggled in golf, but he's never really hit a low moment. Like, it looked like a couple years ago, Jordan Spieth was heading down the Ricky path. Like, was he going to be on the PGA Tour? 
Now, obviously, he had exemptions because of money, but just in terms of, is he ever going to be able to compete again? And now he's turned it around the last couple of years. He's won a couple times. He was in the Ryder Cup, and he wins this event that was a pretty loaded field. Like, I, I, I think his struggles draw us closer to him. Like, whenever Phil comes back, Phil has added an element to his story that just wasn't there. Like, there was positives and negatives with Tiger. There was positives and no negatives with Phil. And now, obviously, Jordan doesn't have the off-the-course controversy, and more than likely, he never will. It's not really his thing. And he's not, I, I, I would bet against that. But his controversy of, like, unlike Phil was never going away, right? He was healthy. His game, up until, like, he was late 40s, dominated on the PJ Tour. Jordan's struggles were real. Dude was missing cuts. And then even in a, a microscope of the last 14 days, he missed the cut at Augusta, which he's only pretty much contest, you know, consistently contested to win the tournament, and he has won before. He's always been in the mix. He said as much in his uh, post-round presser on Sunday. Like this, that's a tournament. Number one, it's my favorite tournament in the world. And I would imagine a large reason it's his favorite tournament in the world because he dominates there and he missed the cut. And then to come back and to win like this, he was a 20 to one. Uh, you know, his odds were 20 to one going into Sunday to win it up, you know, in, in the fashion, which he did in extra holes against a, a better player than him. You know, I'm not saying a more accomplished player, but just currently, who would you go? Who's better, Patrick Cantlay or Jordan Spieth? You know, people in golf would pick Patrick Cantlay. Now, that's not the, you know, there's something, and you're seeing it right now with the Golden State Warriors, championship medal, championship blood. That shit matters. This guy knows how to win. Certain guys just don't know how to win, right? Like forever, like Scotty Scheffler for a while, like it's pretty clear. The guy just knows how to win. He was going to get over, the, like Harold Varner. Love Harold Varner. Not sure he knows how to win. He had a one-shot lead going into Sunday, and then I look at, I'm, you know, I'm home for Easter, and I was outside, I checked, you know, the ESPN app or the PGA Tour app, and he's part of like the first three holes. Like, you got to come out swinging, and he just can't. And I'm rooting for him. But I, I think the most relatable thing to uh, Jordan Spieth, why he's such a fan favorite, and to me, he falls in the Rory camp with this, he's a great human being. Like, a great human being. It's not one of those where you're like, you know, remember when Tiger was young? You're like, is this too good to be true? Even Phil is like, eh, I don't know. Does this guy have a little shooter McGavin to him? Like, no. Jordan is legitimately a great person. Like, I, I, it's not even debatable. And the, the video that went viral of him after he finishes his round and is the clubhouse leader at 13 under goes by all the little kids. And he says, listen, guys, I need to go putt a little bit. I need to just sit down for a second. I promise to you I will come back. And he ends up winning it in extra holes, does his press conference, and goes back, signs all the autographs. So he's relatable from his struggles. His game honestly parallels... Now, his high end is elite. He's one of the greatest, most accomplished young players ever. But he hits shots that look like me or you. And then as a person, he's just pretty... And this is what Rory really has. When you're a great person, it's really hard to root against you, especially when you're talented. And it was cool to see him win. And it's golf is in better shape when Jordan Spieth is up there with the DJs, the Kepkas, right? The Shoffleys, the Scotty Schefflers, the I know DeChambeau's injured, but like that crew of guy, like you need Jordan Spieth in that group. And he's won now back to back years with the W. Like that's hard to do. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really difficult. So it's it's good to see him back in the winner's circle. Uh the match. You know, was ultimately this started with Phil and Tiger, right? They were business partners in this venture. And obviously, the first two was Phil versus Tiger. The second one was Phil and I think it was Brady versus Tiger and Peyton. And that, that was really cool. And then it kind of got a little weird with like Phil because Tiger got injured, Barkley, Steph, and uh, I forget, was it Annika Sorensen? I forget the last member of that one. And that, I didn't think that one was as good. Steph struggled in that one, Phil never shut up. And then Phil did the one with Brady, DeChambeau, and Rodgers, which wasn't bad. To me, the coolest part about that was watching that course in Montana, just because most of us will never play that course in Montana. And on television, it was awesome. At the time, DeChambeau was a really big deal. It just worked, and it popped. But always in these things, like Phil has obviously been the consistent, but there's been a pro. So there's an element like, 
even if you claim to be a five handicap or an eight handicap, once the cameras are on and the pressure's on, you're going to hit some terrible shots. Tom Brady spends most of his time playing football and practicing football. He's not a very good golfer, and there's nothing wrong with that. Peyton Manning wasn't a very good golfer. Aaron Rodgers, okay, but not a great golfer. Patrick Mahomes, I don't know much about his game. I don't think he's a great golfer. Josh Allen, I know for a fact because I watched him a little bit at Pebble Beach, is not very good. I think he's just kind of getting into it. So what I wonder, the star power, genius. Biggest sport in America, NFL. Biggest stars in America, Tom Brady, right? Aaron Rodgers. These guys are Patrick Mahomes. These guys are huge. Josh Allen has kind of stepped into that realm over the last 12 months, but major star power. What I'm going to be interested in is the golf going to be so bad that it's going to be a hard watch. I think you can make up for that with banter, but it's on TNT. And so it's not like Brady and these guys are going to be swearing at each other. You know, I, I, I think once you get the camera element, I don't know how true and real these guys will be. I think they'll be banter and a little shit talking, the old guys versus the young guys. But it's not like it's on HBO or Netflix where it's unfiltered. And even if it was Brady's brand and, you know, Patrick Mahomes' brand, they would, there would be a line in the sand. They wouldn't talk like me, you know, and be swearing every other line. Right. Ultimately, if Tiger, the cameras weren't on, he'd be dropping F bombs. Like it's like Coach K. Coach K, you put a camera on him, he's perfect. You, you fucking take the camera off, it's F word every other sentence, which is what I like. I, li- I like raw and real, but you're not going to get that. So I, this content is made for me. The more and more I've had to let it marinate and think about it, I don't know how good it's going to be because I don't think the golf's going to be that great. So it's going to be very dependent on them, their banter going back and forth. And, you know, I think that can be very hit or miss because also for these guys, it's hard for them just to be loose and not play terribly. Like most of us, if you're just, you know, anything but like a scratch golfer, you kind of got to focus or your golf game can just go to shit. And then you're trying to put on for the cameras. Like it's going to be interesting. I, don't get me wrong. I'm watching, but I, I, I don't know. I just got a red flagged a little bit. Uh, Phil and Tiger committed to the U.S. Open. I, I asked Sobel about it. Ultimately, I've come around. I think Tiger's going to play all four majors. Phil, as Sobel says, who has any clue? You know, I, I hope Phil comes back. I mean, he's the defending champion at the PGA Championship here in less than a month. Who, who knows? And then last but not least, John Daly Jr. John Daly II, whatever John Daly's son goes by, who plays golf at Arkansas, has signed an NIL deal with Hooters. And it really is the perfect brand endorsement. Obviously, John Daly is known for being a Hooters guy. And it just, it fits perfect, right? He goes to Hooters during Augusta and sits there. But I thought John Daly II's quote was doing this first NIL deal with Hooters. I've seen my father's great relationship with Hooters over the years. And I am proud to continue my family's association with the iconic brand. I've seen my father's great relationship with Hooters. That is awesome. I mean, that is, if that doesn't make you smile, watching the two dailies with two Hooters chicks with golf clubs on a golf course, like that, some some NIL deals, like, does this really make sense? Or are we just funneling these guys' money? And other ones, you're like, yeah, this fits. This works. Now, I, I don't, obviously, you're playing in the SEC, Division One golfer. He's a good player. Uh, you know, I, I hope he becomes a pro one day. You would say he's going to have all the resources and ability to get there. It's obviously very hard. It's never been more difficult. But I, I would imagine the Jay Monahan and people on the PGA Tour would love, not like, I repeat, love for John Daly II uh, to be a member of the PGA Tour one day and just be a, you know, just in tournaments. Like he, he would be a draw. That would mean his dad would be, you know, just more involved out and about. Uh, I mean, he already kind of is, but. Really, like, be there, get them to events. That, that that would be really cool. So the daily, the daily brand and the Hooters brand, some things just make sense. And that's one of those that just makes sense. Step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can place their first PGA Tour bet risk-free. And if you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a range of betting options like outright winners, head-to-head matchups, nationality props, and so much more. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. 
So go low this summer and bet on the PGA Tour. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code Colin to get your first bet risk-free, up to $1,000. Remember to use my promo code Colin to get this special offer today. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 New York, Tennessee Redline 1-800-888-9789 Tennessee 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming Visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage and the car inside And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online 
and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Back at it again in the swing. In the swing of things after Hilton Head and Jordan Spieth pulls off a miraculous kind of, but he won uh, here with Jason Sobel of Sirius XM. You can hear him every week, 2 to 4 Eastern. Uh, also, links and locks on Action Network Podcast. Dude is uh, Mr. Golf, as I call him. What is up, Sobel? How you doing? I'm doing good, John. I'm still sort of amazed, like you said. Uh, kind of miraculous for Jordan Spieth, I think. I, it was just... It was one of those where, like, you know, sort of the old anchorman quote, like, I'm not even mad. I'm just sort of amazed. I, it, it's kind of weird how that one happened. I, I had a uh, some speci- uh, suspicious activity on my debit card last week, so I had to cancel it. So I couldn't put any money into my gambling account because, you know, I like Harold Varner and I like Shane Lowry. And I was mm-hmm. I, I was going to be so angry. They were in the last group. <laughs> I actually felt good. When they felt when he hit it in the water on fourteen, I was like, I don't want him to win without me being a part of it. You know, it, it's usually suspicious activity if you're betting on Harold. The, the card company calls you and says, "Are you sure? Was this really you?" So I, let, let's start with those two guys. I mean, you know, Harold Varner, the win equity is still a thing, but he is right there. And you know, Shane Lowry is a more much more accomplished player. Little bit of a freaky deal on hole fourteen, I'd say, but he didn't. He just couldn't get it done on the back nine. What stood out to you more about those two guys not finishing the deal? Yeah, so first of all, Shane Lowry, I mean, it, I don't want to call it bad luck because at some point you got to hit a clutch shot in a clutch situation, but Shane Lowry has played really a, as well as anyone not named Scotty Scheffler over the last two or three months and hasn't gotten a trophy from it. I do think it's going to happen. If I'm making a futures bet right now, I think I might have said this to you, you on you the did, pod yeah. last week, but – Yeah, if I'm making a futures bet, Shane Lowry at Brookline, the country club for the U.S. Open in a few months, sounds like a really nice play right now as he's still riding hot. I expect him to still be playing well. When we get there, I know a lot of people look at the Open Championship. I think you're going to have to go really low if the weather isn't just uh, terrible at St. Andrews in July. But uh, I think Shane Lowry plays his best golf when uh, the scores are closer in relation to par when it's not going to be a birdie fest. And so U.S. Open is a place I really like him. Uh, but again, he's just got to keep doing what he's doing because he's playing really good golf right now. Just doesn't have uh, much to show for it in terms of uh, victories and, and things like that. That said, for Harold Varner, look, he's 31 years old. He's been out on the PGA Tour for, what, six, seven, eight years now. He's probably past the point where he can get a moral victory. But I'm a big proponent, John, of Anytime a player gets into contention, it's essentially a positive experience moving forward for him. And so uh, the fact that Harold got to the back nine, was right there uh, at or near the top of the leaderboard, and played decent golf. I mean, he didn't play his best golf on the back nine, but certainly didn't cough this one away, certainly didn't uh, play badly down the stretch. I think he can build on that at some point. Yes, Harold Varner has the talent to win on the PGA Tour. It's going to happen at some point. He's won in Australia, won in Saudi Arabia earlier this year, so we know he can win. It's just a matter of making it happen on the PGA Tour. He's gotten himself into contention previously and played really poorly down the back nine on a Sunday afternoon. So just the fact that he played well, again, I, I, I know he's probably not looking at it as a moral victory, but... I'll look at it as a moral victory for him. I think moving forward, that's a good sign. I, I know in football, historically, people think overtime <clears throat> or extra innings, you know, or, you know, overtime in the NBA kind of evens itself out over time. Patrick Cantlay has found himself Bryson DeChambeau last year in that epic match. This year, Scotty yeah. Scheffler and him went at it. And then obviously he didn't go long, but he, Jordan Spieth, I mean, that's a star-studded group of players right there. Uh little unlucky on 18 in the extra hole, but Jordan Spieth gets it done after the putt on 18 on Saturday, which was, I mean, Jim Nance almost had a hard deck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would never have imagined Jordan Spieth winning the tournament. I saw, I heard someone say his win probability to start the day was really, really small, like under a couple percent. And even at when he finished, it was like 8% because there were so many guys mm-hmm. left. Um, what, what were your thoughts on seeing him just ultimately be crowned the winner? Yeah, I didn't see winning percentage. I believe he was 20 to one plus 2000 live going into Sunday's final round. So I know some people hit on that one. And that was a really smart play there. 
Uh, look, it's very interesting. Usually on Sunday night, Monday morning, after a PGA Tour event has concluded, we look at the winner and go, man, if he plays like that every week, he's going to have a bunch of wins this year. Now, of course, it never happens that way because if anyone could play the way they did at over four rounds for a victory, they'd be Tiger Woods in his prime. Yeah. That's essentially what Scotty Scheffler yeah. has been doing lately. Hey, if he can play like this every week, and he has been playing like that every week, and he's continuing to do it. But what we saw from Jordan was, did he really win that golf tournament? I, uh, he didn't really have his A game. Now, uh, I look at it as a good sign for Jordan moving forward. The fact that uh, we talk about the best players in the world, which ones can win when they don't necessarily have their best stuff. The fact that Jordan can win with something less than his A game, I think is a positive sign moving forward. He looked a little awestruck afterwards, uh, the interview on the 18th green where he's like, yeah, I guess I kind of stole one here. And he knows that it's not like he played his best golf and went out and blitzed the field there. He kind of just stepped in one and, and came out with the trophy. And that's okay. Look, uh, sometimes you need one of those to get going. I would say that for the Jordan speed supporters out there, the reason for optimism is, hey, he didn't have his best stuff. He had some loose shots on Sunday, that missed putt on Saturday on 18. Um, did not have nearly his A game, at least on half the holes. And so you look at that and say, there's room for improvement. I love the fact, if I'm a Jordan Speed fan, that he didn't have his best stuff and he can still get better and he's already won that tournament moving and can move forward with some, uh, some momentum from that. If I'm a Jordan Speed detractor, if I'm not a Speed fan and I'm not looking for him to play well, I say, look, okay, he got lucky and he won one, but uh, he's not going to be able to do that when some other big boys are up there on the leaderboard. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Uh, I will say this, though, John. Jordan Spieth continues to be the most relatable world-class golfer there is. Uh, you can look at him one minute and say, oh, man, he's, that takeaway, the, the pre-shot, there's 18 different things going through his mind. That's just like me. I do that on Sunday mornings with my buddies. I have no idea what I'm thinking before I'm, I'm about to hit the ball. Uh, he hits one wild here, wild there. Yeah, I've been there, done that. Misses a short putt. Oh, yeah, done that a million times. Now, the rest of us don't tend to chip in for eagle all the time like Jordan Spieth did three times uh, during the weekend. But uh, there, there are definitely times when Jordan Spieth is more relatable than the average golfer. I think we look at John Rahm. There's absolutely nothing about John Rahm that's relatable to you and I. We can't look at John Rahm and go, oh, yeah, it's kind of like how I play pretty much, you know, other than I smash a tee marker every once in a while. I have nothing in common with John Rahm. I can look at Jordan Spieth and go, okay, the good stuff, yeah, I, I can't relate to that. That's just amazing. The bad stuff, yeah, that kind of looks like the rest of us, which is just unfathomable that he can get away with doing that sometimes and still win a golf tournament. John Rom, English is a second language, and I'm pretty sure he has more vocabulary words in English than myself. Yes. I mean, he is no well-read individual. Learn English, <laughs> learn English by listening to Eminem in college, I mean, by the way, which I absolutely smart love. Smart move. Uh, I, w one thing I want to hit before we dive into the Zurich is th there was, I, I guess, news you, you know, from us outsiders. We see this, and it's... I, I guess we expect Tiger to play now, but Phil and Tiger committed to the U.S. Open. Is that just logistics? Uh, Obviously, the PGA is now in front of the U.S. Open. Any other buzz be, just being around when you were at Augusta? Like, do people expect Phil Mickelson to show up at the PGA Championship? Because if he shows up at the PGA, then he's going to play the U.S. Open. Ah, You're, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I wish. Every, everything about Phil right now is uh, we're completely in the dark. I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors that he is in Montana right now. He's grown a beard. He is are you happier are you, are than you he's serious? ever been. I'm dead serious about this. Yeah, he's he's happy. Um, uh, we had a, a PGA Tour player on a radio show last week who essentially, like, I wasn't even asking him for Phil stuff. He just kind of came out and said, oh, yeah, I heard he's in Montana. He's got a place there. Grew a beard. He's extremely happy. He's just living life, drinking coffee, hanging out outside in the mountains. And Isn't that what David Letterman did? Gonna, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I expect, like, a... Uh, a video series from Phil Mickelson on YouTube coming up pretty soon. I have no idea what the next step is for Phil in his professional life. I, if, if he comes back at Southern Hills, wouldn't totally shock me. If we don't see him for the rest of the year and don't even hear from him, wouldn't totally shock me. I have absolutely no idea what to expect. As far as Tiger, uh, my guess is that walking off Augusta, and I, I think I told you last week that I don't think I saw for, we also saw Tiger limping around the golf course for four days. I don't think I saw that limp worse. Then when he went from the 18th green on Sunday afternoon 
to the clubhouse to sign the scorecard. I mean, he could barely get there. You could tell it was just like all the emotion, all the energy, all the all all of what he put into the entire week was just coming out at that point. It's like, wow, this really hurts. My guess is at that time, in that moment, someone said something about, hey, there's a course with hills in the name of it that's going to host a major championship next month. Do you want to go play? He's like, dude, I want to go lay down for a few days. I, I need to relax. And so I don't think he was in the right frame of mind to even think about it at that point, which is totally fine. He doesn't need to. As far as the two of them applying to play in the U.S. Open, it's just paperwork. And I, I'm wondering if that's even them applying for it, John. I wonder if it's just uh, essentially a secretary in the office of their agencies uh, puts in the paperwork for all of their players every single year just so they don't miss something. And, and that's probably been done for the last 25 years for each of them just so, hey, it goes in. You know, we put it in the mail, we email it, whatever it is, it goes in there. It doesn't mean they've committed. It doesn't mean they're going to play. Uh, but it means at least that they have that option moving forward. And so we'll see. Again, I, I would at this point venture to guess that we have a greater chance of seeing Tiger Woods playing more major championship golf this year than Phil Mickelson. But that'd be a great bet. I'd love to see the over-under for both of them. Yeah, it would, it would have been nice to see, you know, maybe JT and Tiger at the Zurich. But that'd be getting greedy here. We're just happy to see him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so diving into the Zurich, I, I didn't know this, but reading your article today, it's only been around now for what, five? this is his fifth year in existence in yeah. 17 and it didn't exist in 20. So, um, you know, just what, what, what are your thoughts on events like this? To me, they're kind of cool. I, I know they don't have anywhere near the juice of, of your typical PGA tour event. And obviously the field, you know, you probably argue is not great, but, uh, I, I enjoy just kind of, you can casually fall along. You don't have to be as locked in as like you would last week. Uh, what, your, what are your thoughts on just the Zurich classic? The field's not bad. It's gotten a lot better. Um, it's not my favorite week for betting purposes. Uh, I'll admit that. You know, I'm working on all my preview content. I'm breaking down the field. I'm sitting there going, eh, it's it's really it's it's really more intangibles than analytics this week, and that's okay. Um, that said, I, I feel like the Zurich essentially saved itself. Is it, if this is just another event on the schedule, just thrown in at the end of April, where. You know, it's kind of a lull in between major championships. I, I don't know that they necessarily get the name recognition. I don't know that they get the interest level from the fans out there. And so, hey, let's think outside the box. Let's make it different. I don't want to see 10 Zurich Classics on the schedule every year. And, hey, we've got all these different team events and different gimmicky things out there. But it's kind of cool. It's essentially the, the member guest. Maybe not the member guest. The member member for the PGA tour where it's like, Hey, let's get together. Let's have some fun. It's fun to watch guys having fun on the golf yeah. course. And I think on, on a regular basis, when we're watching them play tournament golf, especially down the stretch on a Sunday afternoon, these guys aren't having fun because they're locked in. They're trying to win a golf tournament. We all understand that this week. I think we can watch guys having fun on the golf course the same way. If you and I went and played two other people in a match, we we'd be out there rooting for each other, fist bumping, having a good time, reading butts with each other. And it's fun to see these guys in that element. I'm, I'd like to see a little bit more. I, I almost feel like the Zora could go all in instead of just two rounds of best ball, two rounds of alternate shot. I know people have talked about throw a scramble in there, throw in a, a different format. I'd be all in on that. Hey, why not flight them? I had this idea on my radio show yesterday and it, it's half serious, half joking, but uh, you've got 80 teams in there. What if you did, 10 teams of or 10 flights of eight teams and one team gets out of each flight. Kind of like the match you play. Essentially assure, yeah, uh, maybe not match play, but you essentially assure yourselves of at least one of those big name teams getting out, one of the second tier ones, one of the third tier. But you also have a team that maybe isn't doing too well. Two players who paired up together, maybe it's rookies, maybe it's journeymen, uh, guys who only have partial status, but they make it to the weekend and this can be a life-changing experience for them if they can win together. So I don't know, again, that's, it's a half serious, half joking idea, but I don't know something a little bit different. If we're going to go all in on the team aspect, let's really go all in and dive. I don't hate this. that at all. And you, you wrote that Cam Smith, when he, he was the, the, uh, in 2017, his team won, that counts as a win that gets you into all the majors. So he he's into Augusta and the group, well, right. It doesn't get you into Augusta. Oh, it does not. It doesn't get you into okay. Augusta okay. there. But <laughs> does it get you into the majors gets, or no? It gets you the exemption. Uh, Probably not. Huh? It's not really. It helps you with the FedEx Cup points, and that can help you with the other majors. I mean, it's not necessarily a 
win in your end type. Okay, of deal. gotcha. It's interesting, John. I've I've always thought over the last few years that this would be a good spot to target a couple of players that haven't won, maybe a little bit more motivated. Look, there's a lot of good food, a lot of good place to go drinking in New Orleans. A team of two guys who are fully exempt. You say, hey, let's just go have a great week. Sort of like the member guest. You know, you yeah. get out there with your buddy and it's like, yeah, it's about golf and we want to win, but we're also going to have a great time this week off the golf course. I would think that maybe a couple of guys would look at it with a little more serious tone and say, hey, let's work together. Let's take this seriously. Let's really focus on the golf instead of going out to some fancy dinner and getting oysters every night. Uh, maybe they have a better chance. But again, of the eight players, the four teams that have won since 2017, Cameron Smith in that first year is the only one who got his first PGA Tour victory. Here. Well, before we get into the, the guys you like and the guys I like, Zalatoris and Riley would fit, fit under that. I know you wrote about Absolutely. them, but they kind of stood out to me on the betting card of just – you know, you know, you shorten Leishman Smith. I could see them having a good time, right? I mean, they're going to yeah. enjoy themselves. Where Zalatoris and Riley, you know, this is this means something to them, right? Trying to win this thing, get the FedEx points, especially Davis Riley. Yeah, I mean, Riley's got that playoff loss in Tampa, and so he should be assured of keeping his PGA Tour cards next year. So there's not a whole lot of worry there. But at some point, these guys may look at each other and go, "Look, we've known each other a long time. We played a lot of golf together." let's go get that first win together and maybe kind of start vaulting our way up the list a little bit. And let's, you know, let's use this as a jumping off point to something even better in our careers. And again, uh, it hasn't worked out that way in the last few years. So uh, the theory still uh, is still open as to whether that's uh, a viable theory or not. But uh, I would think that the guys that take it a little more, bit more seriously and also the guys that have some chemistry, uh, that's what we're looking at this week. And I mentioned that earlier, John, uh, more so than analytics. I'm looking at intangibles this week. The guys who have since October said, man, six months from now, me and you, New Orleans, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. We're going to have so much fun. Those are the guys I'm looking for as opposed to, well, we have the same agent and he put us together. And so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Or guys who called the, the tournament and said, hey, I want to play. Do you have anyone that needs somebody? And yeah, hey, go meet them on the first tee Tuesday morning, and you guys can you know go from there and try to figure something out. I, I want the guys that have that existing friendship, the guys that really want to play together. Is that why your pick is, is Keegan and Brendan Steele? Uh, that's a good part of it, yeah. These guys play practice rounds together every single week. They're on the PGA Tour, really good friends. Uh, you know, They text each other all the time. They have similar interests, and so uh, that's part of it. And then the analytics, which is – they're two of the best drivers of the golf ball on the PGA Tour. And so I think they'll give themselves birdie chances in the best ball format. And then we tend to overlook alternate shot. We look at best ball and go, all right, man, lots of birdies. Go shoot 63, make nine birdies in the twosome, and you guys are all set. What we've seen over the last few years is then in the second and fourth rounds, when you go alternate shot, those teams don't necessarily have that chemistry. I think that Bradley and Steele, first of all, have played this event in the past, so they know each other's games uh, just, you know, in this competition, not necessarily just playing practice rounds together, but also there's similar types of players. Like I said, really good drivers of the golf ball, pretty good iron players. Keegan struggles on the greens a little bit, but uh, they have similar games. And I think similar games work for the alternate shot format. So I think that's a nice play right there. Well, it's kind of the, the team I like is in a similar vein. Again, you probably know their relationship better than me, but just follow them on social media. It feels like Max Holman and Taylor Gooch are pretty good buddies. Yeah. And, you know, obviously yeah. his wife just – she had a birthday yesterday. He sent him wine. Like, they, they live in the same area. The, the game's matching up. You probably could speak on that better than me because the alternate shot is a big deal, right? I mean, you're going to play that twice in four days. But from a relationship standpoint, <clears throat> at 25 to 1, two pretty damn good players too. Um, I'm going to sprinkle some on yours. And what do you think about that grouping? Yeah, I like them a lot too. I, you know, playing a lot of DFS lineups this week. That's one that – I've got in most of my lineups so far, and uh, they're sort of the opposite of, hey, let's take two guys who haven't won and maybe they're motivated. Homa and, and, uh, and Gooch have both won already early in the fall part of this season, so there's sort of this nothing-to-lose attitude. They're both top 50 in the world. They're both playing well this year. Uh, you know, if they have a great week, awesome. Like, FedEx Cup points, we get some money, and we have a great time together. If they don't play well, it's like, ah, okay, well, no big deal. And so there's literally no pressure on a couple of guys like that. And granted, there are a whole lot of teams that sort of fit that no pressure type 
um, strategy going into this thing. But I, I do like those guys a lot. Yeah, I, I think they fit each other's games. Do you think Morikawa might give uh, Hovland the stink eye when he flubs a chip here? You know, and they're they're in the mix if they're on. <laughs> I, I tell you what, when Hovland flubs a chip, then Colin's got a thirty footer that he leaves six feet short. Uh, that might not be the best. Team. That said, they could be five I, feet on theory. every hole, though. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're talking about theories. How about this theory? And again, I'm going to need someone who's way better at math and logic and analytics to figure this out for me. But uh, the way I've, I've sort of figured it is, let's say Colin Morikawa is six percent better than the field average uh, over the course of the year, and we're talking like strokes gained total. And I don't know if six percent is the right number or not, but whatever it might be. Well, Victor Hovland is about five and a half percent better than the field average. Well. You would think that it's more difficult for two guys who are basically average. And I don't mean that, that you know, they're not good players. I mean, literally, they're the average PGA yeah. Tour player, which isn't a bad thing to be out there. But two guys who are average playing together against two guys who are well above average, I think is probably tougher to beat than one average player trying to beat one above average player. And again, I, I need someone who's way better at math to explain that to me that then I, I can figure out myself, but it just seems to have some logic to it that, you know, it, it's going to be tougher for, you know, I, two guys who are, you know, sort of 57th on the list this week that are kind of a little bit further down. Oh, we not only have to beat Colin, we got to beat Victor too. I think that's harder for those two as opposed to, well, it's just me against this one guy. I can go beat him on, you know, any one given week. Here's what I know. If they're both having above average weeks for their relative to them, they could kick ass at this thing. I mean, major sure. ass. <laughs> Say the same thing about Shoffley and Cantlay, too. And and maybe they're a little bit more motivated. Shoffley, other than the gold medal, hasn't won. Yeah, well, what's, what's, up with, what's up with Xander Sobel? I mean, just I, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Every time I talk to players who play with him, I, I've got a few players who have told me I just did. Uh, an hour-long interview show with Charlie Hoffman yesterday that's going to run on SiriusXM's PGA Tour channel next week. And Hoffman says he plays a lot of um, off-tournament week golf with Xander Shoffley. He goes, I love playing with Xander because he's got the energy, the enthusiasm, and the game. He's like, I can try to measure my game up to what I think is one of the best players in the world. I've had multiple players tell me this over the last few years. They love playing with Xander because they think he is so good that if I can go play a money game with him on a Tuesday when we're back at home and at least kind of hold with him, kind of hang with him throughout the day, I know that my game's ready to go back on tour because he's that good. And so for all these testimonials from players about Xander's game, um, for him to not win other than the Olympic gold medal, and, and I'm not – I don't mean to sort of no, push that it's, off but the it's side. A That's fact, a big deal. Though, you know? But, yeah, he hasn't won an official PGA Tour event. I believe Kapalua in 2019. And so – that's a big deal. He's really, really talented. I, I, I remember, really I remember Phil talking about that when he won the PGA Championship, how during COVID they played together and Phil's like, I don't know how I'm going to last if this is the cream of the crop out here. And it kind of motivated yeah. him because Xander was kicking his ass every day. You know, and, and exactly. now I, I've gambled on him a couple of times. He's been terrible for his standards. That's, that was the big group. It was Xander, it was Charlie Hoffman, Phil Mickelson, Brendan Steele would play with them a lot. And they've got a whole group of guys in Southern California who would get together in the off season and off weeks. And uh, all, all of them would just talk about how good Xander is. And so at some point that's got to translate and, and it has over the course of his career. Um, I, I don't mean to say that he hasn't lived up to expectations, but at some point it's going to translate into more victories as well. Okay. So I'll get you out of here. I looked today, the PJ championship is we're recording this on Tuesdays a month away. So, so we are, we're in the major season, yeah. baby. Let's, uh, let's read this I bad know. boy up. I, I can't wait for it. Southern Hills looks so pure. I saw some photos on social media today. It's funny. I've, I've got a few guys picked out for the U.S. Open in June. I've got some guys picked out for the Open Championship in July. I'm still not quite there for next month, though. I, I've gotten ahead of myself. I need to figure out who's going to play their best at the PGA Championship next month. This play is going to be hard? Uh, I think it's going to be a typical PGA where it's, uh, it, it's hard, but certainly not impossible. We're going to see some scores out there. My guess is something in the mid-teens under par is going to win. But, uh, again, I, sometimes weather dictates this yeah. stuff. Sometimes the green speeds get up there. Sometimes it gets a little baked out. We'll see what happens. Be a little easier in Kiowa. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Have a good week. So we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. 
Okay, let's get to the mailbag. At GoLowPod is the Instagram account. We like separating it because I do... Uh, obviously, people DM my regular account, which you can do, but if you do golf-specific stuff, it's easier for me to communicate with you and obviously get your stuff read here on the show on the GoLowPod's Instagram account. So let's start with... Uh, with Connor. Hey, John, love the show. What do you think of golfers like Bo Hostler, Matt Wolf, Doug Gim, who are in their mid-20s and can't seem to get over the hump? Will they can p- continue to be average until they are off the tour? Or do you think the tour is so tough right now that it takes a few years to even sniff competing? Well, I think all these guys fall under a similar category that they were all blue-chip elite college guys, right? Wolf, him and Hovland were like... You know, Devontae Smith and uh, Jerry Judy. I mean, they were, they were blue chippers at Oklahoma State, which, depending on the year, is the number one program in the country. And Hostler and Gim, I'm, I'm pretty sure Gim, they both went to Texas. So these guys, cream of the crop. But it shows you how difficult it is, right? I mean, it is very, very hard. Now, of the guys playing well, it feels like Bo Hostler is the best of this group right now. Now, Wolf, when he first got to the tour, dominated. Like, was getting top fives, was in the mix in majors, almost beat DeChambeau. I mean, finished runner-up in the U.S. Open, finished runner-up, I'm pretty sure, at the one Mark Cowell one at Harding Park. He almost beat, uh, what was it, the, the, not the waste management, but the WM or something. I I forget the name of the sponsor, but I, I just think it's very, very hard. You know, and if you can just stay on tour for a long time, that's a huge win. You you can make a lot of money. Look at some of the guys like Pat Perez, been on tour for like 20 years, just banking cash. Liam, any advice for getting better other than playing constantly? Well, I was at home at Easter and my little brother got labrum surgery, so he hasn't been able to play in three or four months. And when right before he got it, he was down to basically almost a scratch. He lives on a country club. And as someone who may or may not have just joined one, you just play more golf, you get better. Now, it depends where you're starting, right? Like, to me, I was shooting like low 80s, high 70s. Well, if I play more, I should be able to dial in to get to the mid to the low 70s. It's what he did. It's what any good player does. The only way you can get better at something is to do it. It's the only way. You have to do it. So the way you learn is through experience. And in golf... Whether you practice, whether you play, but being with a golf club in your hand is the way you improve. So my, my advice would just be uh, to do it. Am I wrong or didn't you call Werner this weekend? Varner this weekend. I did, but he didn't get it done. I love JT and know you have a lot of confidence in him. Which major do you think he has a chance to actually win this year? Well, I loved him at the Masters, and obviously that first round killed him. To me, he is an incredible shot maker. And looking at the three remaining majors, right? Southern Hills, uh, the U.S. Open, and the Open. Well, let's just assume that the wind pumps at St. Andrews. Well, he has Bones on his back, who's been to St. Andrews a million times, right? Who has experienced... I don't know, Phil Wynn at St. Andrews? Off the top of my head, I'd say no. But Bones is going to know that place. Obviously, JT has played there before. But as you've seen, like a year ago when he won the Players... Uh, this year at the players during that crazy weather, he had him and Bubba had the lowest rounds. You know why? Because he's an artist. So to me, the if I had to bet on him to win one of the remaining ones, it would be the Open Championship at St. Andrews. He'll be there with Tiger, right? Tiger loves it. Now, I don't know if Tiger's going to give him as many tips as Augusta, but I, I, I like JT at the, at the Open. Which I, I like calling the British Open, but you know it feels like it's changed. I always call it the British Open. Not in any way pro golf related, but I broke 100 today for the first time ever, and I'm pumped. Officially on the break, officially on the break 90 grind. Congratulations, man. You know the one thing cool about golf is as you get older, right? And if you played sports growing up, you just, it's hard to compete, right? You're not going to, you know, I, I'm 37. I'm not playing pickup basketball. I don't want to tear my Achilles. I don't play football anymore. Like what? what I don't. I'm not going to play slow pitch softball. That's golf is your one area where you kind of compete. And if you get good, you can compete against others. If you're just trying to learn, you can compete against yourself. It's healthy to have that. I'm a big believer. There's health in competition. 
I mean, it's not even, I'm a big believer. It's a fucking fact, right? So being able to compete is something that just is good for you. So congratulations. Huge fan. My question is, how do taxes work for golfers? Do they get taxed based on the state they want, uh, that they win their money in or does it, or how does it work? Not sure if you've answered this yet, but figured I'd give it a shot. I would assume, I think the reason why a lot of these guys live in tax haven states like Texas and Florida and Vegas is because the, a large percentage of their money comes from sponsors. Well, the sponsors, you put your business entity, like if I'm Morikawa and I live in Vegas or I'm Justin Thomas and I live in Florida, you pay me, th- I, I, that's my home residence. But if I win Pebble Beach, you're getting taxed California, right? It's like NFL players, right? If I play for the Dallas Cowboys, eight or nine, now 17 games, I get taxed playing at Dallas. But when I play Philly, I get PA taxes. When I play the New York Giants, I get New York taxes. If I play the 49ers in, or the Rams in California, I get taxed that game check in California. It's no different. I mean, it's like this for me that I've been working with my accountant. If in the next cut, you know, I moved to Arizona, uh, the prices in Arizona, man, are still outrageous. Holy shit. And, I, and I'm from Northern California, and they're crazy. But, you know, when a little economic chaos happens, and again, I don't root for recessions, but, you know, I, I do like getting stuff at a little cheaper prices, that the, the taxes, if you do business in a certain state, even in my situation, you get taxed by that state. So that that's how I would imagine most of these guys where they save their money is through the sponsors, because if you win, right, if you win the Masters, that check is taxed. It's why it's such a great, you know, uh, Cam Smith winning the players, no state income tax. Boom. Do you think they will allow Phil to play in the U.S. Open? I do. Uh, I do, because if he's suspended by the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour does not run the U.S. Open. The U.S. Open is run by the USGA. So unless the USGA didn't want him there, which I'm not sure why they'd care, uh, I would imagine he'd be there. Keep hearing you say that Ricky's biggest issue is driving distance. He actually ranks top 15 on tour in average driving distance. This makes it even crazier that he's struggling so mightily. So let's read the top 15 guys. Cam Champ, 320. That's, That's bombs. Rory McIlroy, 320. Cam Young, 318. Jonathan Vegas, 317. Wyndham Clark, 317. Matt Wolf, 316. Hagee, John Rahm's 313. And Ricky's 313. That's crazy. You know the irony is that I just randomly said that because I don't feel Ricky's that long. I don't even watch Ricky play. Who does? He's not on television anymore. He's not in the mix for any of these tournaments. He's not a primetime player anymore, so he's not in the featured groups. In, in any tournament that matters. It's kind of crazy. It's pretty wild that Ricky's hitting it that far. Because in his heyday, if he could hit it that far, and he was putting, he'd still be a good player. Jordan Spieth doesn't hit it that far. Colin Morcow doesn't hit it that far. Short game, man. Short game. You want to get good at golf? Make putts and get up and down. Get good in the bunker. And have a great day. Enjoy. If you play golf the rest of the week, go low. Go really low. Make some birdies. You know, if you make a bogey, make a double, smile. Next hole, knock it stiff. Hit some bombs. Go low. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.